This is the Copper Crab Podcast. Live. I am Naveen Copperweiss. I'm Cheney Crab. What's going on? Wow, we've been live for 10 minutes <laughs> and we're just starting We're just the starting the podcast. We won't put that on the actual episode when we put it up this weekend, but... But now everybody listening in the future knows that uh, we're a bunch of suckers. <laughs> all right. All right the man, camera work's going to be a little weird on this live episode, I gotta say. It's all good. It's our 50th episode, you guys. I can't believe it. Okay. That's insane. All right, if you're playing the bingo, you're getting a, a point right now, because I am, in fact, making sure that everything is recording. And it looks like it is. Nice there sticks. we go. Cross that one off. All right. Okay, now I got to turn it on. I got to be like podcast person. <laughs> <laughs> Here he is. Now you'll see the transformation, live transformation. It's like American Werewolf in London. Ah, all right. <laughs> it's the cra- Jeez. It's, the, it's never been seen before, a transformation quite yeah. like this. So as I was just saying a second ago, for those who were in the pre-show, you know, the exclusive bunch, um... We had a bunch of sick lights and stuff set up. We took our tour lights that move around and they, they, any color you want. I was actually going to make some jokes and like fuck around with them and put the strobes on. And give people seizures. Yeah, and give people seizures and it would have been funny. But once we plugged them in, we realized that it creates an insane ground humming noise with the uh, podcast audio interface. And I'm running around the house with an extension cord trying to plug it into different outlets. It just didn't work. So you just get plain old Naveen and Cheney. Plain Whoa. old us. Uh, so if anyone knows how to fix our our ground issues, then please hit us up. Yeah. <laughs> so well, I guess we're going to dedicate this episode to, we got questions flying in like yeah, crazy in we the do. comments. Um, we Same. also have a pretty cool announcement, right, Cheney? Oh, the shirts? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I think we, I, I can't remember if we talked about them on the episode with so Rain and we not. definitely did, but it was like two hours deep. Yeah. And I, you know, it was, no one heard. It. Yeah. So if you guys <laughs> haven't seen, we, we put up our first merch drop for Copper Crab Podcast. And so we, we got a hold it. of my friend, Matt. He's an amazing artist. And, um, you know, we wanted, the, uh, we wanted our first designs to be like uh, kind of copies of our, of some of our favorite you yeah, know, what would you call that? Stuff. Ode, uh, an ode, ode. A node? No. It's, it's a, a nod. A nod. It's a nod. So here we've got, I talked about it already, but you know, we're not going to air that part. So here we've got the Morbid Angel Domination Copper Crab Boom. shirt. There it is. These are the original prints. These so. are up on our big cartel store and that link is in the description of this thing, I guess. Yeah, it's in the description. And so on Naveen's side, we have Hammer Smashed Crab, which of course is to yeah. Cannibal Corpse, man. The greatest death metal I went of all viral time. for a Cannibal Corpse joke this week. Yes, you did. And <laughs> there is the Cannibal shirt. Or cannibal shirt. Crab. And then of course we have the Nirvana shirt. And we got the Nirvana one. And let me pull that one up for so, you. So yeah, go Boom, pick those there up. There it is. That's the Copper Crab Nirvana style in the style of. I in don't the know. style of Nirvana. Also, Maybe, we have, know, are we allowed to say what we're saying right now? Is it, I have I no idea. I don't know either. I think it's fine. I think we changed them enough, but hey, fuck it. Anyway, it's we not have like a, we're making yeah, fucking. <laughs> we're know, not making. It doesn't matter. We're so trying to we, just pay for the yeah, libs we're, we're, pay, we're also paying homage. <laughs> So we also have on these sick new Entheos shirts. Uh, yep. We have Amen. some new stuff Straight. up in the, sh- in the store. You guys should go check it out. 
I was just talking before the podcast about how we decided for this record, this Entheos record, our third album that we're tracking right now, I'm going to go to the studio for the first time. But uh, yeah, in in the entire, you know, since Entheos started, but really, yeah. so Naveen and I are funding the entire album. That's right. And the best way, if you guys want to support us, want to support what we do to do that is to go and buy shirts. That's how we make money when we're yeah, off the road. That would be exactly, exactly what Shaney said. Um, we're not going to do like a GoFundMe or, or Indiegogo or anything, that stuff. Not, not that there's anything wrong with that. We just don't want to do that. Yeah, not our <clears throat> so thing. if you could just, if you want to support, you can buy, buy a, shirt. a shirt. If you don't want to support, that's cool too. Yeah. If you don't want to, if you don't want to support, honestly, that's cool. Already, the fact that you're you. listening to yeah. this podcast, you're already supporting us. It's and no really, seriously, we're on our fiftieth episode, yeah. and the reason that we've come this far with the podcast is strictly because of you guys. Like, we stopped doing the podcast last year for a while, and we had so many people contact us about it. And that's not bull that's not saying, you know, when people say in their uh they make this thing a lot of, I I get a lot of questions about X, Y, and Z, and there's not they're not getting the questions. They just <laughs> want to say that to make a post. Yeah. Right? You know? That's not the case with this. We no. actually did start it back up because so many people were hitting us up that's on really a regular why, basis. That's seriously so, why you guys have completely inspired us to keep this going. And not only that, like Naveen and I were just talking about this today that the oh, fire. Sorry. Well, this is something that Jane and I have been. Whoa. Whoa. What happened? But Naveen and I were talking <laughs> about earlier today how like the not only have we restarted the podcast, but the fire keeps burning. We're not having any thoughts like we were having last time when we decided to kind of end it, yeah, you know, like, toward the end. Or should we keep going? Should we not? Is it is it good? I don't know. That yeah. kind of a thing. Yeah. So thank you guys so much for being... Yeah. Uh, an inspiration to us in keeping this thing going because it's really yeah. been so fun. It's been a, like a whole new adventure for us. Damn straight. We're hanging out with people who we haven't hung out with in a while. It's a chance to catch up with people, to connect with all of you guys. And seriously, it's it's just been so great and such a, an awesome experience that I'm excited to, you know, take this into the future. And we definitely are going to keep we this, this guy. <clears throat> yeah, so just to wrap that up, um, we have some Entheos sweat suits, right? There's the hoodie. Yeah. There's the sweatpants. I have them. I have the hoodie and the sweatpants. I'm wearing them all the time. Your boy, but I will say that they run a bit big, those sweatpants. So order a size down or, or more than that. Um, just, just putting that after out. After you dry them though, they're, they yeah, after really you dry well. them, they're good to go. But so anyway. I'm wearing those all the time. Anyway, that, that's where that, that's that there. All the links are in the description. Now let's get to the freaking podcast. Let's get to the podcast. Oh, shit. Oh, so anyway, Chaney, what what the heck, man? What have you been up to? Well, I've been just starving for starving. this entire week. Yeah. yeah. So like we start, we both <clears throat> agreed together because yeah. it's so much easier. Announcement. <clears throat> this is an announcement. We're right back here. on the workout game. <laughs> We fell off a little bit, okay? I'm I must admit something that like a part of working out for me is going to the gym. Yep. Just getting out of my house and having somewhere to go. And I've I've talked about that before. It's just easier for me to go somewhere and have the mindset of okay, I'm here. I'm in the gym. 
I'm like going to do my thing. And then I get to go to the sauna afterward. And, you know, it's a whole routine that we were doing for so long. And Naveen and I were killing it for a while. We had abs and everything. But abs. Visible abs. Visible okay. abs. But like when this whole quarantine thing went down, like <laughs> California has been so temperamental in how much things are open. Like we've only really gyms were open for like two months and they closed down again a month or so ago at this point. So it, it was really hard, like keeping up the momentum during, yeah. because at first I was like, okay, if gyms stay open, at least I can go to the sauna every day if I'm not on tour. But you know, then everything, yeah, everything and it closed reopened down. a little while ago. And we were kind, we were kind of a little bit like, Oh, maybe we should get back into working out, you know, get fit again or whatever. Then the gyms closed yeah. And but yeah, obviously <laughs> mainly we uh, we talked about it when we first started the podcast. We were kind of still in the gym mode. Yeah. Beast mode, yeah, I guess totally. they're calling it these days. Yeah. Um beast mode. <laughs> I don't think anyone is calling it that. They were kind of in the beast mode. No, we were in the beast mode. Oh, yeah. And so we were talking about, you know, uh using my fitness pal and you know, yeah, so we were being like real we were being like I mean, gym yeah. influencers. But then also I think <laughs> Also, you know, life gets out of, life doesn't get out of hand, but it just starts to go in a different direction. Yeah. And we start doing different things and certain things start getting neglected. And in our right? case, the certain things we started doing were, was eating burritos every day. And, and then <laughs> those sweet abs went into hiding. Right? And so they're, you know, they're, they've got a little padding on them as they yeah. like to say. And then, you know, Thanksgiving and Christmas rolled around and it was just like yeah. so it's over. Been sort of I was making sugar cookies and... Cheney's from Des Moines, Iowa, so, you know. Yeah, you, you know I'm you, throwing, like, yeah. cups of sugar and everything. and <sighs> But, so, anyway, for a week, we both agreed, because this is how we did it last time. When you're in a couple... You gotta get on board. You gotta dude, be on board. Same to, page. I, it's just a little easier if both people are on board. Yeah. For us. We hang out so much that it's just easier for us to, to do it together, and we inspire each other. Yeah, because then we can talk back and forth, like... All day like, long. Like, yeah, I'm starving. It's like, I'm starving too. Like, yeah. Let's talk about food or whatever, you know? Or like talking about eating one meal a day yeah, or whatever. Yeah, it doesn't work if like I'm sitting there with a burrito and you're trying to do a diet. Yeah. And you're like, you're going to be mad at me. You're at least like, not for this. us. I, I don't know. That's I don't have the willpower. Me neither. I'm going to be like, fuck this. Cheney's having a burrito. I'm getting one too. <laughs> I know. I, don't, I want one. Because somehow if you're eating a burrito, I'm like, well, it doesn't matter if I'm... Yeah. If I'm packing yeah. on the pounds, if <laughs> Naveen is. And I guess that's how you get old and fat when you're married. <laughs> so, yeah, we, I think you were like, all right, well, let's get it back going again. Yeah, probably. So that being said, you know, uh, I went and bought these like uh, fly jack. It's kind of like a near beer. It's 96 like, Cal. Yeah. So honestly, though. Okay. So I'm we do keep track this sounds so douchey to talk about but I know, it's really what we do is really douchey. we keep track of what you eat right so if i'm gonna have a beer a normal beer is like 200 something calories like if it's a good beer so if you got to get this shitty fucking fly jack that sucks and it's 96 <laughs> i actually was gonna say i really like this fly jack because you know i love my ipas and this is like um it's like if you took an ipa and then you watered it yeah down. filled it with half a cup of water yeah so yeah. i don't actually mind it it's yeah. pretty good i've i'm on my second one and i'm not really feeling much of a buzz but i don't know whatever oh, i now, brought in now the, you've busted out the whiskey so yeah my plan was to do two fly jacks which i've already 
almost finished. I have about half a cup here and then do like one shot of whiskey and I'm all in for like 350 cows. There we go. <laughs> 350. That sucks. Dude. Everybody listening to this show, they're like, they're I, like I didn't want to cool. listen to a stupid fitness show. This is ridiculous. Didn't sign up for this. I thought they played metal. Yeah. <laughs> but speaking of the metal, well, hey, dude, we got plenty of metal coming, dude. Yes, we do. Like, you better believe it, bro. I know. I'm so excited to share it. It, you know, I think that it's, I don't know where I was going to go with that. Oh, so it, it's, the, <laughs> it's the first thing that we're putting out that you've been playing all of the instruments on. Well, so you're not playing all of the let me, let me ask you a question here because we got some questions oh, yeah, ro- go rolling it. Right. So David Schlesinger, I hope I'm saying that right. Oh, Derek Schlesinger. <laughs> he didn't even say it. He's, he's wondering if everything is written at this point. He's guessing it is since the drums are finished. Um, n- everything is not written. We have a bassist. The bassist that's playing on the record hasn't... He's starting in March, March 1st. And the, the patterns are pretty much demoed out, but the lyrics are... You know, the lyrics are getting there. We're kind of in the middle of writing because the way that we track we don't like do it all in one singular swoop swoop so two weeks ago naveen tracked drums and now um naveen's getting a new guitar and he's waiting on his new guitar until and that's when we're going to start tracking guitars uh the bassist you're damn straight needed to track in march so that's when he's doing it i'm going to the studio to track this one so we're actually we're getting like a vocal producer on this record. And what that means is that I'm going to track with someone yeah, and that person <clears throat> is going to be there and offer like a, th- a help, a third hand in deciding vocal placement and whatnot, you know, stuff like that. We just really, we're really excited about this record and we just really, really want to put our all into it. Um, our hearts are definitely into it, but we want to make it as good as possible. And going to a, pro- uh, like, person to track is something that we've always talked about but we just haven't necessarily pulled the trigger because naveen and i have always you know tracked all of our vocals together and done it well but that's right but our band is kind of it's a new era of our band with naveen playing guitar and drums and um, the pulse of a new era it's the pulse of a new era so so yeah, I can't even remember what the actual question was. It was just if all the material was written, but I mean, all the Long riffs and the drums are written. So that's solid, good to go. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. I mean, maybe when when I go back and do the final guitar. So the only thing that's like tracked is the drums. Yeah. And we were just talking today. We might, you know, go back through and kind of, move stuff around Mm -hmm. like maybe move a fill here or there too because when cheney does vocals sometimes the drum fills and the vocals don't really jive so we have to sort of you know pick one that's going to stay yeah you know exactly so i'll probably have to do a little bit about that stuff yeah um and then he and then he has a follow-up question which is what's the deal with the bass oh yeah I know I you all have a good relationship with Evan. So, yeah, we do have a good relationship with Evan. We do. We Evan. love Evan. And, and that's whoop. like, you know, we wish that Evan could play yeah. on the record. So, he, he can't do it right now. But we have someone who is pretty dang sick. We have 
honestly an amazing bassist yeah. lined up and I'm, sh I'm sure that some of you guys have heard of him uh yeah. we're not Might gonna we're not gonna tell you who it is right now but he's sick though he's amazing <clears throat> um he's in and he's in a band uh you know he's just playing on the record i don't know if we'll ever play shows with him but yeah we have someone really amazing lined up and yeah evan was the first person that we asked to play on the record we're right there with you we love evan and we totally understand that people love evan's playing because yeah, we do too exactly we fucking love it and there's no like we get it and we started the band with evan so of course we totally get it but unfortunately he just doesn't have the time to play on this record yeah so someone says is it hugo nope Oh, it's not okay. Hugo. So gonna, you're, you are gonna <laughs> I'm, entertain. I'm, I'm, I, I'm, it, I'm not. Uh, that's the, all that I'll. Someone's say. gonna guess it. That's that all that I'll. Someone's say. gonna guess it. So I guess we can't. Play it's it. a really good bassist, you guys. Yeah, it's the keyboard from Seinfeld. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> what what do you want to do, Chan? You want to take more questions, or should we just sort of chat? No, it yeah, up? we can uh, take some of the questions on here. There were a few. Um, did you record with the Rob Flynn? Uh, I did. I did do that. And I actually record and ask that. So for you for those of you who don't know, I have, I've actually, um, I just did a machine head session. I recorded a, a few songs with them and I've done two sessions previous to that. I'm actually on a couple songs that are out which you can listen to if you go to my Instagram page. I actually, I did this one day, I think on a Saturday, I was just laying in bed. I saw, um, whose page was I? I was looking at um, Alex Bent's Instagram page. Drummer of Trivium. Yeah, and he had like a little, those, whatever the fuck this thing, well, highlights. He had a highlight oh, yeah. thing. And it was like discography, and he link it linked to a Spotify playlist, and it's all the shit he's ever played on. And I was like, man, that is so sick. I'm gonna do that. So I did it. So now on my Instagram page, if you hit the discography, it goes to a Spotify playlist. It's every album and song I've ever played drums on for the most part. That's really smart. I should do that too. Yeah, you should. It's a really do good it. idea. Everyone yeah. should do that. So the the Machine Head songs that I played on are on there, and. Uh, Someone just said that we've gone from bingo to process of elimination here. <laughs> That's so funny. Ryan Martini. The opposite of Dan bingo. Briggs, Les Claypool. I mean, if we start saying yes, no, then... I'm not going to answer any of those. It might be one of those guys. It might be Les Claypool. I don't know. Dude, dude after I saw that that Primus, uh, I I really hate Primus. Like, I don't like Primus's music at all. Damn, but after I'm I saw them... Public, just publicly. I'm sorry. I don't, well, I don't hate Primus, but, you know, I just... It's not my thing. So I saw their, like, live at home Primus, and it kind of turned me. I was like, maybe Primus They'll is the type you. of band that they're, I need to gonna watch. Get, yeah, they're going to get you eventually. I mean, I noticed that the older I get, the more I get into things that I never thought that I'd be into. Like, I like the Grateful Dead. Yeah. And I... I posted a status on Facebook like 10 years ago saying that there was no way I was getting into the Grateful Dead. Dang. But harsh. So, yeah, to wrap that up. <laughs> right, I just um, strongly dislike it. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I did play on some more Machine Head songs. It was a great time. Rob Flynn, 
was present. He was there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he's a great guy. Um, I, I like him. He he actually said that he would come on our podcast so, at some point. Calling him so. out live. Very nice dude. But, you know, I mean, hey, hey, if he's too busy, that's no big deal. Very but, nice uh, guy. That'd be sweet. I, I really like that guy. And I really like playing with Machine Head in the studio and stuff. It's It's always really fun. And honestly, if I could just do that kind of stuff all the time, I would be totally happy with that. Yeah. But, um, dang, I wanted to say something else, but it's, it's kind of hard to like, I'm I'm trying to wrap my mind around doing a podcast and I'm also like doing a, like a, like a chat. Oh yeah. Someone asked asked if there are any guest spots on the album. Um, if you consider bass playing a guest spot, there's not any guest spots. spots. We've thought about it, but I don't know. The thing is that man, I really like guest spots, but I also just really like to be able to like make my own music yeah just kind of listen to it yeah i I enjoy the idea of it but there i haven't like had a reason i don't know i could see us maybe having a guest spot sometime in the future but i don't i don't know about on this right i mean that's what the podcast is for we got tons yeah we got hella guest spots on this and which matt arkin is saying should i call out their name or should i just say play animosity know. stuff we're we're literally never gonna play an animosity i think song. he was making fun of oh like sorry insert comment when i saw that i was like saying? yeah okay yeah. my bad Chang <laughs> got like, triggered i was dude. like dude we're never playing an animosity song but um we we would have evan on the podcast i think i actually asked him about that oh yeah i would love to have evan on the podcast Evans a, like Evans a very he would just be an awesome guy to have in in that kind of setting. Yeah, I know it would be really cool because he he he's not like you know Shane and I at this point were there's now what is it a hundred hours of us talking on the internet yeah. now yeah you know Evans not like that you don't get to hear from him all the time right right me and Shane are like old all hat over. dude yeah. like oh them again. No, I would love to have Evan on the podcast. Yeah, and I do believe we asked him. And Tosin is someone that I've that I've, triggered. <laughs> Tosin is someone that I have thought would be good. Actually, I was just thinking of that today. Oh, Tosin would be a fantastic. I was just thinking guest. we should have Tosin and Hov at the same time, dude. That'd be yeah, sick. Or separately. Or separately. Yeah, that would uh, be really awesome actually to have them both because you know we have a lot of like old stories. We lived together for a long time or a year, year and a half. Yeah, the podcast is on YouTube. I guess there are new people checking in on this podcast. So if you guys are like, yeah. if you guys Brand are new, new to our podcast, this is the format every week. So yeah. we've been doing this for, we have 50 episodes now. This is the first one. Yeah. Um, or this is the 50th one, not the first one. The first one. So we're... yeah, it's up on YouTube. We have, there are a ton of old episodes. Um, last guests. week, we, there, we have a ton of guests that we've had on the podcast. Um. Oh, actually, yeah, that's something I wanted to talk about, about last week's podcast. What? I think we, we I kind of wanted to clear up some stuff. Okay, what did you want to clear up? Okay, so we had Rain and Bozio on the show last week. Yeah. And we never really said that his dad is Terry Bozio. Yeah, I think <laughs> we talked a little bit about Terry. Yeah. We talked um, about him? We referenced him. Yeah. But when you're, like, in the middle of a conversation, it's h- hard to remember when you have a rich history with someone <laughs> yeah. to... You know, insert in exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. So we went into, we were talking about Zappa like off the cuff last right. week. 
Rainan's dad is Terry Bozio, and Terry Bozio was one of Frank Zappa's yeah. drummers. He was on a lot of really good Frank Zappa albums. Yeah. And we're talking Zappa in New York. That's Black Page Part 1 and 2. Yeah. We're talking when you hear Baby crazy, Snakes. When you hear we're crazy talking, backing vocals, it's yeah. Terry Bozio as well. Drummer yeah. and... So, he played the Black Page. The original guy. Today. The original so. guy. He's, you know, the piece of music that could never be played. He played the Black Page. Yeah. So... Legendary dude. That was something I wanted to clear up. I think there was another <laughs> question that we that we were... Was there something else we were talking about about last week's episode? I can't remember. Anyway, because it was, you know, it's weird when you get back with a, we, oh yeah, we lived with Rainin as well in, uh, it's not North Hollywood. I can never remember the, na- the name. Of where Van Nuys. Van I can never remember We that, lived with Rainin and we lived with Michael Keane. Yeah. Those were our two yeah. roommates. So we might have, if you go back and listen to that one, that's episode 49. You're probably going to hear us referencing Keane and his dad all the time and we didn't really say. Why? Yeah, exactly. Well, so. because, you know, I didn't want to be like, well, Raynan is, well, he was just going Raynan on, like, is Raynan on, on yeah. his own. Yeah. You know, Raynan's got his own thing going on and you don't want to be like, this is Raynan, Terry Bozio's son, because that's not what yeah. I think about I, first, because he's been our friend for so long that, yeah. you know, you just forget to say that type of thing. Exactly. And I don't, I don't ever. I mean, <laughs> Do actually, we usually you know. talk about guests' dads? <laughs> you know, I think that actually we talked about dads with. Rainin and with Blake Richardson. And with Blake, yeah. yeah. Because he was about to be a dad. Yeah, Blake's about to be a dad. And, and also, I think he talked about his dad. He did because yeah. he, uh, they shot like a BT Bam Colors live thing. Yeah. And it was in Blake's parents' basement and Blake's dad help, helped him build a drum room for it. That's right. So that's, that's right. why. That sounded pretty sick. But yeah, so, you know, if you go back and listen to that episode, now you'll you'll know what he'll have a little context. This is what they call that. <laughs> but yeah, um, I guess we could just take more questions here. If you want to have Tosin and Havan, I want to know who their dads are. Okay, their, hold on. Their dads another, are both cool. Another thing about <laughs> last week's episode: someone's asking what happened with the glitch at, the, at last week's episode. All right, so we don't know what happened. It just went totally haywire. And then lost connection, and that was that. And so I just ended it, the pot, you know, rolled the fucking outro music. And then Rainin texts me the next day. He goes, Oh, dude, my mic w- wasn't on. Straight up. <laughs> oh, my like, God. Like, I just, the mic was <laughs> not on. And I'm like, Okay. So I guess it was just his computer audio, like, picking up. Because I didn't no- yeah, notice that it was kind of noisy. Me I was too. like, It sounded like computer yeah. audio. Like, hmm. Okay. So that's what happened with that. Super weird. Um, looking at any specific bands you'd like to tour with when things return to somewhat normal. I just I want to tour with Cannibal one day. I know, huh? That's I mean, it doesn't have to be right when tours Asked is resume, strictly because of you guys. Cannibal Corpse. <laughs> <clears throat> Um, any recommendations for metal bands, Rob says, to check out and or up and coming bands? Um, God, it's a long list. This is going to turn into one of the copper crap bingo questions. What? Um, what I'm about to say. What do we think of Square Pushers live band? We saw Square Pushers live band. Uh, God, that was probably like four years ago. Whenever they toured the States. Yeah. It was fucking incredible. Yeah, it was super sick. It was amazing. We saw them at the Independent in San Francisco. And I like stood 
We were it was right great. up front it the whole great. time. It was, it was amazing. Great. Oh, hold on. Let me go back to this Copper Crab Bingo edition. Oh, yeah. It's going to be us saying to check out Otme. Otme. Yeah, you guys. <laughs> I mean, say... I feel like actually a lot of people have started hearing about them because they're our last record. Okay. Uh, yeah, right. But Otme, if you guys don't know That's who Otme really is. That's a really good band up and comer to check out. That yeah. cytotoxin band is sick. Cytotoxin is sick. Um, I'd have to honestly go through What's my What's the name Spotify. of the band that you like? Cognizance? Cognizance is rad. I don't know if they're up and coming. I guess they are. I don't know. I don't know. It just depends on how you look at it. Cognizance super sick. These are like death metal bands we're mentioning, by the way. It's not. Is the new album that's coming out going to be more like our recent single? Um, sort of, but sort of not. It does definitely. It is definitely like that. I mean, our new record definitely has more uh, death metal in it than the last record that we made. Yeah, it's got more, it has more of everything, I'd say, it, totally. for the most part, but I guess a little less of, like, the pro, like, what you would consider to be, like, proggy riffs. Yeah. Like, it is progressive, but it's not, like, well, I don't know how to explain it. I it's, think that when you guys hear this record, you'll, you'll realize... Um, the riff style that you've heard in the past on our records that has been Naveen. Like you'll you'll start to recognize, oh, so Na this this aspect of their sound is Naveen's guitar, Naveen's writing. Right. You can sort of uh, distinguish <clears throat> who had what sound because there's less people writing. There's yeah. only one guy writing. Right. That's me. Right. But... Um, I honestly think that we've retained the stuff that's good about the band. And I wrote I the last too. single by myself too. So, I mean, that I mean, there's like a lot there is, is a is. large chunk of our band that has always been you writing right. it and no one has really known that because you've never we've never like been incredibly vocal about you being someone right. who writes in our band. Yeah. And I don't want to be like online, like, yeah, but I'm doing everything over here. You know, yeah. like, I don't know. That seems because well, when weird. you have, you know, we've had guitar players in our band in the past and they have written riffs and stuff and you don't really want to be like, get out of the way, dude. Naveen's the person who wrote the, you know, because they had a part in it as exactly. well. Exactly. Cheney, we got a question coming in hot here. Yeah. What top three songs would we like to cover? Scourge of Iron, Boom. Cannibal Corpse. Yeah, so Chain and I are like, <coughs> so we've been talking about it all day. I think we're going to cover Scourge of Iron. That's right. I think we're definitely going to cover that. You heard it first. And then I, I wanted to do I want to do a cover of a song, and I've wanted to do it for years. That I, I, have, I don't even want to say what song it is because I don't want someone else to do it first. That's right. And then, um, Chaney, what about the third song? Third song. Well, we've always talked about doing a Soul Niger cover. Yeah. So that's Frederick Thordendahl. Yeah, which is for those yeah. of you who don't know. Some people don't know still. Yeah. So that's Frederick Thordendahl, guitar player of Mashuga. Obviously, he has a solo album called, which is the best album of Frederick all time. Thordendahl's Special Defects. We talk about Soul Niger within like all the time you can because add that we both to the bingo. love that record a lot. I think it might be on the bingo. But if you don't know, oh that, yeah, wormhole. We recommended them, and someone checked. Yeah, it out wormholes. Because, the wow. Shit. So we're like actually out here turning people onto bands. That's sick. <laughs> I know. I can't believe that <laughs> anyone listens to anything that we say. Yeah, that's amazing. That's awesome. Uh, would you ever make another flesh rod album? Uh, there's a couple songs floating around that have been for a lot of years. I probably should, 
Um, it's just, when do you do it? I know. Also, you, know? you write. When do you do it? It's like you write so much for our band that it seems yeah. like a lot of your energy goes into that. Because we exactly. don't really stop in yeah. our band, whereas Flesh Rot, like... Kind of just like a project. Honestly, one say. of the reasons, I don't know if I'm allowed to say this out loud, but one of the reasons that Entheo started is because Naveen had hit up Johnny to do vocals on a couple of songs and Johnny didn't ever do the vocals in like a year. It's kind of, he kind of so like, we, we were like, well, maybe we should just start a band. Yeah. So we were like, <laughs> let's just start a band because, you know, yeah. pump, pump that ish out. Yeah. Well, he's going to hear this part. Sorry, Johnny. I didn't mean to throw you under the bus on that. Actually, I asked Johnny to be on the podcast. Yeah, Johnny should definitely be on the podcast. Yes. Sick. Yeah. Because Naveen's playing drums on the new JFAC. That is right. Well, I actually already did play drums. Oh, we turned someone on to Dommy. Oh, to Dommy? I didn't even know. JD Beck. Wow. That's the thing. Like, I don't remember what we say on the podcast. Me either. So I don't know if I'm saying the exact same thing every week or. You know what I was thinking of today? What? I was thinking of, I wonder how many things we've said we're going to do that we just didn't do. Oh, so many. Probably. For sure. Like one per episode. For sure. <laughs> but right now. But is some like, of it we have done. I'm sh- Yeah, we definitely so, have. Right now, though, is a year anniversary. We saw JD Beck and Dami last year at NAM. We drove to LA and saw yeah, them. Yeah, that's right. At a play a sold out show and it blew my fucking mind. How would I go about learning the phrasing for Soul Niger's vocals? Um, I honestly actually already know a lot of the phrasings. I just listen to music and learn it that way. I don't, I know that a lot of people ask about like timing and counting. I have never, the only time that I ever count anything yeah. is if it's like a weird jump off point where I need to start vocals. Like when I'm, Learning vocals or doing vocals, I don't think about counting, and I'm pretty sure that Naveen would say the same thing about playing drums. No, I do. I I I, I have. I just. I don't count anything. It's just feel. So I've counted like maybe when I was in Animals, I think I counted like two parts. Yeah. Just because it was like, all right, if I don't do it, I'm going to train wreck. It's super confusing. But other than that, I just go off of like feel me too i listen to the music yeah i'll just hum the riff in my head and play to it that's that's honestly what i do and even if if you hear the drum tracks like soloed Mm -hmm. you can hear me humming the riffs but it sounds like a total spaz like it's not like you know doesn't sound good that's sometimes you can hear yeah wow um i and honestly if it's like a weird jump off point then i'll only count like okay one go or but we also someone on the questions which will you know we had people ask us questions on a instagram as well but someone someone on instagram asked us what we hear in our ears when we use in-ear monitors and um so what i hear in my ears i hear click um sometimes album guitar in case anyone falls off uh and like Kick and snare. Yeah. I rarely hear bass. And I hear myself, of course. And I put a lot of like, I soup up my vocals so that it sounds really good in my ears. So I have like a lot of reverb and compression She drops it down like like an octave (laughs) in her earbuds. So it sounds really brutal and like just crazy. Yeah, so I'm like just fooled every time. No, I just, uh, (laughs) 
Wait, I have no, like you should pitch it up high. Pitch it up higher in your ears. Oh no, that would be nice. so. Then you're you know you're trying to go even lower. Wow. <laughs> I don't know if that would Sorry. work. That's stupid. That's Sorry. A, that would be a nightmare. But yeah. yeah. So what do you hear in your ears? Um, I hear a lot of kick drum. That's my thing. Yeah. Click track. Yeah, click track. Love that. Me too. And then uh, you can't really fail with a click track going. You can't. You're just, you're just good to go. Usually I just have that click track Do whatever. just blaring. Just stop playing. doesn't matter. See, that's um, the thing. So many people are under the impression that a click track makes you like robot. I don't know what anyone has against click tracks. All that it yeah. does, it and does. like Shannon, our friend Shannon is asking us if we play to a click. So oh, yeah, that's we, a good thing. We do play to a click. On to... It'd be pretty goddamn hard to play our music without a click just because um, in the past we just have a lot of there are a lot of places that people could fall off. And a lot of the time it's just easier to hear yourself and stay in time if you're on a click track. Yeah. And um, if I ever have a screw up or whatever, people can keep going because the drums are not there. They can still play. But yeah, for the most part, I just get, I keep it real, like I've gone elaborate with the in-ears. That's something, this is kind of a good tip. Keep it kind of simple in there because stuff you, can yeah. start getting real you really weird. really should. Like too much going on in your head because the tendency is to go, sick, I got in-ears, I'm going to fucking get like, you know, the works, like don't do that. Don't just get do that. the essentials and hone in on them and, uh, and, well, and just play real tight. Because you're also not taking into account the crowd sound and the way that it feels differently when a crowd is there and stage sound. So like when you, you'll mess with your in-ears at practice. What we do before every tour is we like sit and yeah. we can get on an iPad and like do our mix the same For way like that a sound hour. guy would do it. Yeah. So we all can, can mess with the iPad there. But then the minute we get to the first show, standing on a stage makes everything like reverberate. Yeah. And the feeling the cabs in your feet and the drums in your feet makes you want to change your mix. And then the first night that you're on tour, you're like then getting a feel for like the crowd and what it's going to feel like in your ears. So you're really like messing with your mix for the first couple of shows. Totally. Then you get to a point though on tour where it's like just smooth sailing. You just throw it on. Totally. You're never going to touch it again. And it's the best, man. Totally. Never going back. I'm never going never back. Never going back. I'm never going back. But I was I was starting to say, like, a lot of people get under the impression that if you use a click track live, you're losing a lot of the, the life and the ability to jam. But I find when you use a click track live, granted, you're not really, like, moving out of time or slowing or speeding tempo. What you can do is it allows you know, one member to go off in solo while the rest of the band stays in time, perfectly in time. Or one member can train wreck and no one in the band falls off. So it is really, it's it's not like something that changes your playing. It's just more of a safety net. Yeah, safety net, dude. So you can fall back into it easily. And if exactly. people lose their place, then it's easy to get back on. Yeah. Because if you're not playing to a click, have fun getting back on with everyone else without stopping the song and starting over because yeah. it's never going to happen. Right. But then, <coughs> then you got the whole added stress of like, is this thing going to just crash and then burn, which has happened a couple times, you know, the laptop, oh, the laptop. shuts off or, or Veen like, forgets to put, plug it in or, you know, or you like drop that. your wireless pack into a toilet in <coughs> Mexico toilet before shit. you're about to play a festival in front of a thousand people. But we got another good question <laughs> right here. And uh, that is what is the writing process like now that the Jesse. band is just you 
the two of you? Is it drastically different? Can you briefly walk us through the process of writing an Anthea song? It's actually not very different at all because Naveen, like we were saying, Naveen has always written yeah. our music. You've always been the one to demo our guitars yeah, and demo the drums. That's right. <coughs> so yeah, before basically what I would do is I would get kind of riffs from other members and then assemble the song pretty much. I mean, it's it's changed throughout the you know the time of the, the of the band. Yeah. I mean, when we first started, me and Frank <coughs> would kind of bounce off of each other, but then when we had guitar players living in other uh, states, we'd have to do it remotely. And for the most part, I've always arranged everything. And sort of when we get a new guitar player, I'll have to like they'll send me a riff, and I'll have to sort of like entheosify the riff yeah. you know what i mean like it, right it's usually not exactly as they wrote it i'll sort of like put a little spin on it so it fits a little bit more yeah and then i'm um, arranging from there and stuff so honestly it's not that much it's really not that much different it's because almost like exactly the same the only yeah. thing that was really different dark future was a little different because everything was demoed like, you had written out a lot of skeletons to songs, and then Evan and Travis came yeah. and and wrote in our house. And we kind of we kind of wrote a more together on that yeah. one. There was sure. still, yeah. it was still largely influenced by you. Yeah, and I'd say, you know, um, having said that, I think the new one, it, it seems to have a bit more, like, cohesion to it, because... Only one person wrote it. You I know agree. what I mean? Like, I think you can always sort of tell that when you're listening to a band. If, like, one guy writes it all, it sort of has more of, like, a one vibe, you know? Yeah. I'm not saying that's good or bad. I'm well, just saying not that's to, I wouldn't thing, even say you know? that it has one vibe. I would say that it just all, the vibes fit together much. It's, like, just easy puzzle pieces put, yeah. put into place rather than, you know, trying to, like, fit... A, a square peg into a round hole. Exactly. It exactly. it's way more cohesive of a record, I think. Um, I'm I love all I like all of the stuff we've done before. I like what we're doing now. I just feel like the band overall is becoming more cohesive. Yeah, we're kind of getting a little bit more of like what we want to do. Yeah, and I think. Yeah, I think this is gonna be a good release, man. I really hope so. I don't know. You, you can never tell before it comes out so yeah you can. but we've been talking a lot about you know how it's going to be released you know this that and the other thing that we got a good we got some good people working on it which i'm really excited about yeah and uh it's gonna be sick i think so so Channing, you want to uh pick out oh we said we'd do our quest. top albums of all time you're right we did say of that all time, sorry right about now, that on the spot we're not gonna do that i've already mentioned a lot of them you got yeah, Zappa in New York. You got Soul Niger within. Uh, I'll do my top ten right now. Watch off the uh, off the head, just off the Zappa dome. in New York is not a metal album. Oh, it has to be metal. Yeah. Okay. All right. That's easy. I can. Do I mean, that. I think that we have some in common. Soul Niger within, destroy the opposition. Yep. Yours will probably start going in other places. Yeah, you got Origin. Uh, Informus. Informus. There it is. Thanks, Cheney. <laughs> I would have to throw. I'd probably, yeah, it'd be. Uh, I don't want to do my list right now. Destroy because I know that I'll miss Yeah, something. I don't either. But whatever. 
The floor tom snare sn- sounded dope. Would you take it live? M- maybe. It's just kind of like, it's not the most um, comfortable thing. Like, playing it doesn't matter, but the fact that it has floor tom legs is just sort of annoying. Like, I have to... It can only be oriented in one way for it to fit on the kit. But we did use it on the album, straight up. Yeah. We compared it to the G Maple, and we were like, this sounds better. It just sounded way heavier. Way heavier. Yeah, and that's like not an expensive snare. That's a easily affordable snare. It's 300 bucks. I've looked into it. Yeah, that's affordable. So I mean, God, drum har- drums. Are I know, but so three hundred bucks affordable. for a snare. That's a. I think that's a really good deal. Like to me, twelve hundred bucks. Yeah, we're Keith. Into like, go maybe. subscribe to us on Copper Crab Podcast YouTube and there Entheos you YouTube while you're at Boom. it. Just two clicks. Which two, origin? Two birds album? with one okay, click. Okay, uh, Informus Origin. That's yeah, go listen my to Informus. Um, I like that one. I like Echoes of Decimation. That's the one after that. I like. Uh, I would say Informus is the best. <coughs> Informus is is. You know, it's OG. Yeah, it's it's OG, but it's also like when it came out, it was like, wow, like they did that. You know, I feel like they started that whole like really crazy death metal. Tech like, death. Yeah, but but like tech death. Like, like, the- uh, like um, Rings of Saturn. Yeah. You know, like that kind of, they don't sound like that. No, but, but that, I don't think that band would exist yeah, without Origin. Like doing the fucking gravity blasts and like the sweeping and like when they did that, dude, I was like mind blown. You yeah. know, I mean, because I had their album before that and it was, it was a lot slower, right? Yeah. So they were just, oh, we're going to make another album. It's so fast. It's so insane. Like, so that'd be actually a sick cover, dude. Dude, John Longstreth would be a sick person to have on the podcast. Dang, you're um, damn straight. Damn straight. That's John one of my is one of the best. John is probably like, God, I mean, John is one of the best death metal drummers of all time. He's fucking amazing. Uh, any plans to do one of those stu- studio diary type things or any new behind the scenes for, or any yeah, behind the yeah, scenes for the will. new album? Yes, we will. We've put up. We've uh, been shooting stuff. Yeah, we've we've been shooting a little bit of stuff. I put up a couple drum videos, updates. There's oh, uh, on your Instagram. On my Instagram and on my YouTube, there's a couple like two minute videos, but they're not they're not talking. It's just kind of like demonstrating, you know, how sick the drums sounded at Shark Bite. Yeah, we'll definitely do something. <laughs> you know, the funny thing in the past is that I I've usually been the person in the band who's like um, interested in videography and stuff. Yeah. But you've gotten into it. We also, I've never gone to a studio before, like we said, to track vocals. Exactly. So I've never really had any footage shot of me in the studio, which, which is, is funny because I'm the bull. vocalist yeah. of the band. And so this will free me up. I won't have to be sitting there tracking Chaney and right. I can like get some pictures, get some sick videos. Yeah. Maybe some interview. Maybe I'll interview you. You know what I mean? I would love to be interviewed. Uh, so Chaney. What are your main influences? That kind of a thing. Yeah, totally. I don't really all know the, what corny, all the good corny interview questions. I don't really questions. know what corny interview questions are. When we have people on the show, but I'm when we have people on the show, we don't really like interview them. We just hang out. We and sometimes chat. I wonder, it's like, should we be getting a little more info out of them? You know what I mean? I don't know. I feel like we get pretty good info. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. Sometimes we do, sometimes not. 
Uh, let's go through some of these questions that we got uh -oh. off. Sure, I gotta take a whiz. All right, go take a BRB. Cool. Damn, we're hitting an hour and we still have 29. That's pretty cool. Thanks for tuning in, y'all. Okay, so I'm gonna going going to go through. Uh, Garrett asked if we could get Scott Carstairs on the podcast. That would be so sick. Yeah, we probably should, right? Um, we haven't asked Scott, but that's a really good idea. We had Andrew Baird was on the podcast uh, like a year or so ago, and that was a really interesting one because Andrew had uh, Andrew was diagnosed with cancer um, years ago, and he told his whole story on that episode, and that was really, uh, really, really interesting and just crazy to hear because he's a young, really healthy guy. So... We also had Ant on the podcast. Oh, yeah, we had Ant as well. That was a great one. Here, um, you want me to message Scott right now? Yeah, message Scott right now. Get on the podcast. All right, I'm going to message him and see. Uh, K. Hughes drumming. Do. Any tips for not letting anything get in your way and staying motivated? Um. Huh. So you're not going to be motivated. Yeah, that's, that's the real. Thing. That's the thing. And if you really want to kill it, Right. And were they asking about drums? Is that what they said? No, not about drums. Any tips for not letting anything get in your way and staying motivated? Yeah. Okay. So. What are they asking about? Said, said it all right there. You know, like that's, is what it is. If what you need to do is commit, right? Yeah. Commit. I'm going to do this <clears throat> X amount of times per week, right? Or whatever. It doesn't matter. Whatever your plan is, just make some sort of plan. I don't care what it is. Like, hey, I'm going to fucking play drums for a half hour a week. That's even a plan because you can go for, you can f turn around and, oh, I haven't even played drums for a month or something like that, right? So if you say, I'm going to play drums for half an hour a week or two, you know, two sessions, half hour a week, period. That's that. And you just show up. That's it, dude. That's it. Once you figure that out, you can unlock you unlock it. Dude. That's really it. You have like to you, you have to hold everything. yourself to that standard that yeah. you're going to show up. You know, if you just show up, that's it. And also, if you love something, then you know, showing up and powering through those days when you don't want to be motivated—that's like that's real motivation. That's even better. That's even better that's, when you're like, dude, I didn't want to do this, yeah. and I went and did it anyway. Yeah. All right, I showed up. I did my part. You know what I mean? Totally. So I've been trying to do that a lot more in my life. Same. Like, Hey, I have, you know, I have my little routines of and plans for different aspects of my life. And even if I don't want to do it, go do it. And even, even if you only do it like, you know, 50% or whatever, 60% of how good you could have done it, you still did it. You still did you still it. Did it's did more it. than 0%. Still showed up, dude. It's more than 0%. Naveen and I have you been have doing that do a that. lot lately. You know, like have we were talking it. about earlier, we've been getting back into working out a lot, but also... It, working on a record, you can really, we are both like professional procrastinators. Okay. Oh, Me worse than top Naveen. tier. Top tier. But, but once you start like saying, no, I'm going to overcome that procrastination. And maybe instead of, you know, watching Netflix for two hours tonight, I can work on uh, the band for two hours, write three lines of lyrics, demo out, a couple of vocals. That's way more than doing nothing. I know. Like doing the podcast. Uh, I have to talk myself into cutting clips for the podcast, but it pays off in the long run. I've exactly. never, 
I've never talked myself <clears throat> into doing something that I was unhappy that I talked myself into doing oh, after it was over. And that's that I think is an important mentality to keep and to remember that. Yeah, it really sucks that I like have this task ahead of me. Maybe you haven't worked out for the day and you're yeah. trying to find the energy to get motivated. Just keep in your mind. There's never a time that you'll go and work out and and be upset with yourself after you're done with it. Exactly. Because you're like, well, you know, yeah, I didn't do like 20. Uh, I didn't do 40 jumping jacks today. I only did 20. Well, at least I didn't do zero. That That's really the main motivation for me. I just, as long as I see something getting done, you know, I've been drawing a lot more lately and I'm, and I'm kind of holding myself to the standard that I should at least have a drawing that I'm working on a week. So if I dedicate a couple of hours to that every day, even though dot work is insane and it takes me forever to do, if I dedicate a couple of hours to that a day, 30 minutes to it a day, I'm getting a lot further than if I dedicate no time to it in that day. Exactly. And honestly, you know, Naveen and I have jobs, full-time jobs. We are also in bands. We also have hobbies. Um, we... It sucks to to do it all. There is always the excuse. You get home from work and you're like, ah, I don't really want to work on the band tonight. I'd rather just like chill out on the couch and do nothing. And But if you just push yourself to doing something, yeah. anything, you're succeeding. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Show up, dude. That's what it all that's what it's all about. And any Show up. any motivational thing you're gonna read, you know, or uh advice on how to get things done blah 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 they're gonna say show up yeah and it, like this morning dude right so like i said we're trying to we're trying to get back fit or whatever right i haven't worked out in a, a few months mm -hmm. right i'm like okay so working out for me sucks right now because it's like i'm doing shit that's like would have been a, a, a I would have breezed through it and been like whatever oh, I'm I'm not even sweating this is easy yeah dude I jumped rope for ten minutes today and I felt like I was gonna fucking die yeah like I was right now my calves are like so sore right so I didn't want to do it it actually wasn't that fun when I was doing it but afterwards I was like I showed up dude check the box off that's what's Boom, up dude, showing up that's all it is <laughs> and you know what all of that time of showing up even though it's just an hour or 30 minutes or 15 10 minutes one day 10 minutes, dude. it's after four months of just showing up for 10 minutes a day you will be amazed with how much you have have progressed in that time how much you've done what you've created or how yeah. your body looks now because you've been working out or whatever it's all about that's just dedicating a little bit of time yeah, every actually... day 1200 minutes let's see how many hours is that i mean man that's something hours. that i'm really trying to implement even more into my life because i do feel like when we were in the middle of that crazy uh training period it just made everything else in my life fall into place a little bit more because i was really really hyper focused yeah and so for me, I find that, you know, a diet, a good diet, eating healthy and like working out. One, right. You're going to go online. You're going to look at all these crazy. It's like, don't even worry about that, dude. Just do something basic, man. Yeah. Keep it simple. Keep it, Keep simple. it simple and do something that you can actually do. That's what I'm trying to say, bro. But it, just, just, yeah. Just dedicate a little bit of time yeah. every with, day. That's all you have to do. Like with your, 
the money that you make, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't make that much money. Doesn't matter. You know, pay attention to it. Dude, Give it that's to, ten a minutes huge a day. Deal. Organize your money. That is a huge deal. Ten minutes a day. Organize what you're going to eat. Ten, like we're talking about. Yeah. Very little time. That, here. that is a thing as well. It's like when we were going to the gym that much, and when we were eating well. That's when we were able to budget our money the best. And that's when we got our band out of debt. That's when we got ourselves personally out of debt. It's like yep. everything started to fall in line because once our our bodies and our mind were in order, everything else just, it it, it fell into place very easily. It was easy yeah. to get everything else in order once once I personally had a grasp on, on my diet and my exercise. Did you know that's what, like, what people would consider yoga? Like Westerners, uh, asana yoga. That's what that's you. what the point of it is. Did you know that? No, that it's what an equality of mind and body. No, the the point of it is to first control your physical body, mm-hmm. so then you can control your mind. There we go. Right. So it's like it's going to be really hard for somebody to just start with controlling their mind, like on how to meditate, and this is all for spiritual stuff. Right. Not for, you know, yeah, but it can fitness be, or whatever. But, but you can apply it in it to anything. And I find that that is something that does work with spiritual stuff. I know that a lot of people out there are like, fuck religion or fuck. <laughs> you know, I get that train of thought. But really, you can take lessons from the, from spiritual train of thought. Yeah. And you can put them into real life. It's and use the them. Thing, it's almost like, like you see all of these social media influencers and all of this shit and all that I can think when they're writing their like nice positivity influencing posts. It's like yeah. that really is a religious, a spiritual thought at the base exactly. of it. Yeah. Like that's where it comes from. Yeah. It's just been kind of like, you know, turned around and made to seem exactly. cool to people who exactly. may not be into exactly. religion. Yeah. But I mean, that's, but that's one of the cool things about said, all of this. What you just said was, Hey, like you get your physical body under control yeah. and then it's a lot easier to do other aspects that are not so physical. Yeah, totally. And that's, <clears throat> I mean, a lot of people who say that, who, you know, work out people or whatever. Yeah. But I just thought I would point that out. I was actually thinking about that today. Another thing I was thinking about. Yeah, so what, uh, what kind of hobbies are you guys passionate about uh, completely outside of music? Uh, I I draw a lot. Photography, those yeah. type of things. I'm really into writing. I mean, that's that has to do with music. But what are you into yeah. that's outside of music, Naveen? Uh, I mean, I've tried to shut everything down that's not a part of music straight up. So yeah. if I do, because I've had the problem of like getting into all these, just all kinds of crazy hobbies that don't really, that I don't necessarily need to be doing, mm-hmm. right? So I don't know, whatever. You name it, man, right? I mean, I've been into like, shoes that was one thing i was into yeah i was into i don't know like outdoor equipment outdoor like survivalist stuff yeah i Uh, remember that jujitsu yeah like sewing sewing for a little i mean every all that is cool but like i've had this point in my life where i'm like okay i'm shutting down anything that doesn't have to do with music it's like okay naveen you want to have Hobbies, they all need to be pointed at the same thing. That's it. So, like, yeah, I have a lot of hobbies. I'm into photography. I take pictures of my drum set. You know? I'm into... 
whatever, playing guitar, I'm writing riffs for the band. Playing drums, writing riffs for, for the band. I'm into mu- uh, production of music. Cool. I'm producing songs. I'm into synths. Cool. I'm putting them on songs. Yeah. Right? So I've tried to actually, since I do have a day job and I have to spend a lot of time doing non-music stuff in my life, I want pretty much all my free time to be dedicated to the project and even this podcast you know the podcast is sure it's fun and everything but the point of it is to talk about music talk about the band and stay sort of connected in that field would you say so Jane? definitely i mean yeah (laughs) yeah you said it yeah so that's kind of like that's where um I'm at with everything. And I, and I, and for me that's actually like that's actually a self-discipline that I have to do. Yeah, cuz you Cuz I'll just fucking I'm go not, off the rails. Yeah, I'm here. not like that as much as Naveen is. Like I've had my same hobbies. Like the things that I do are the thing right now are the things that I was doing 5 years ago. Like I draw, yeah. I woodburn, I play music and write. Yeah. That's what I do. Take pictures and shoot some videos. That's what I do. Yeah. But uh so yeah. it doesn't take much, though, for me, because I'll just get like this little inclination to do something that's off from what I would normally do, and then I'm like, all right, don't do that, dude. But some other things that I want to do that are not really band or music-related would be work on the van. i got more work to do on the van. That is that's, still music-related, though, sort because of, it yeah. is our band. So band I do band. like to build stuff, um, and... I do like to work. I have been, I, I do like to work out and stuff like that. Fitness, but you know, last six months or whatever, I haven't been doing it, but I'm getting back into it. Yeah, definitely. So I'm allowing myself to do that for sure. Demoing life. My friend Ryan, can we have a Naveen Trump impersonation? Cheney's been talking it up. Oh, wow. Oh God. On our live episode. Low hanging fruit. Yeah, dude. It is low hanging fruit. You can probably go see Naveen's dad do that somewhere. Oh yeah, my, I think my dad does he have a Trump impersonation? <laughs> okay, you guys, Naveen's dad just blew He's up viral, on the internet. Dude. He's gone viral, so you should look up his video, Mark Copperwise on YouTube. He got like a hundred and sixteen thousand plays on his uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah, Arnold Schwarzenegger impersonation dude. video. He's going viral. He gets He's, like six thousand views a day. He's gone fucking viral. <laughs> okay, so uh, Titus Ambronicus, any plans on doing cover songs as Entheos as opposed to just individually? Yeah, probably. We talked to... I don't know if we'll actually post it under Entheos, the Scourge of Iron. Oh, yeah. I, I think, think we'll, we should, though. I think it maybe. should be... I think it should be... I don't know. Entheos cover, Scourge of Iron, dude. Yeah. Maybe we could do that. I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. But We don't but know. Yes, we're going to do a cover together, but I don't know if we'll do it as Entheos. So, we got... What do you guys do for day jobs? Uh, I do in-home care. And Naveen is a drapery installer. Yeah. So, I have a... <clears throat> it's been a long ride, but I've got to a point with, I have a small little business of my own mm-hmm. and I work for a couple people. I install their, mainly I just install motorized shades. That's like where I'm at at this yeah. point. So it's like shades you control with a remote on your window and it's really elaborate and crazy. Totally. I do in home care with a good friend of mine and I help him produce his podcast. It's called the Jesse Ray podcast. Um, I help him do that and Yeah boom but i work i work two 15 hour days in a week so i get all of my work out of the way so i focus i do you know also i send all of our copper crab merch and 
handle a lot of like day-to-day stuff with the band so yeah and the podcast so and my thing has really enabled me to do what all this stuff that i do because i do make my own schedule so as of lately i've been trying to take that down a bit and take my band stuff up some so that's kind of the direction i'm trying to head into totally hope my clients aren't listening same (laughs) um Brian Glover, what's a front to back great album you'd like to shout out in any genre? Huh. A lot of albums are coming to mind. I'm going to say, dude, I talk about Marissa Nadler so much or Emma Ruth Rundle so much, but both of them, Marissa Nadler for my crimes and Emma Ruth Rundle. I like like uh, every one of her records. I I would pretty much um, throw out their Drab Majesty. Uh, the demonstration, God, there's, I, that's a really fucked up question just to say, ask just, to people yeah, who love music. <laughs> uh, albums. Pink Floyd, Dark Side of the Moon. I've back. been, you know. Dude, Joe's that. Garage. Frank Zappa. Yeah. Front to back. Great listen. Um, I would say, God, there's so many. Yeah. yeah. Well, but that's not what they want. They don't want to hear there's so many. They want to, they want to hear what the albums are. Well, I named a few. So Dying Fetus, Destroy the Opposition. Yeah. That's a great one, great. front to back. Um, Soul Niger Within, front to back, great album. A- any Air album, great, mm-hmm. front to back, straight up. Yeah. Uh, I don't know, there's more. Um, Okay. Uh, Albums. Demoing Life, Cheney, do you prefer writing lyrics on paper? What motivates you to go paper versus typing it out? I do prefer to write lyrics on paper. However, I do type out a bunch quill. of lyrics as well. She only does quill. I only do quill. Calligraphy only for my <laughs> lyric writing. Um, I just like to write it out just because that's easier. That's what I've been doing since I was a kid. Uh, it's just grown with me. You know, I can always kind of have. But now I, I can write in my notes on my phone and stuff. So I just kind of write everywhere. I like writing in notebooks. I like having physical... Uh, a physical thing there. However, I do take my lyrics from my notebooks and I type them up on my computer and print, and print them out. What a poser. Boo. Yeah. I think you should, you should do quill. It'd be sick. I'd be just, well, no, if we do what we were I'd talking about, you should carp- do it. I'd have carpal tunnel. If we were doing that, that thing that we were talking about, you should do it with quill. I don't know. Just saying. What thing? Handwritten books. Oh, yeah, I don't know. I won't do it with Quill. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like that idea at all. Okay, well, what about not Quill, but about like some cool calligraphy pen? How about that? That could be cool. I have really good handwriting. That's I think that just... Jack that, Heat saying calligraphy equals more brutal. Yeah, just that's saying, probably dude. true. I do have Get really good it. handwriting too. So I work. think part of my like getting into too many hobbies, because calligraphy is, is now reminding me, I like almost went down that road calligraphy you like did? handwriting oh, okay yeah one of my problems was i went on reddit too much i know reddit will have you just yeah. off in the weeds doing yeah. like a million hobbies that's what it was because like, i was oh, like oh pi- southwestern pigeon watching <laughs> that sounds cool what's the reddit about? you know and know. then you just go into the reddit and you're like that's reading probably about it. a subreddit right there i'm but sure yeah, it i'd is. be in like boot like I was. I'm actually a part, a member or whatever subscriber of uh, 
Goodyear welt, which is like a certain style of boot making. <laughs> what? The yeah, I'm like I would go in there like every day. <laughs> really? I didn't yeah. even know about this. No, you did. You That's like those oh boots that I have. They're like they're Goodwill Goodyear oh. welt boots. You know? Yeah. Huh? Just like what, that's what are really we doing? strange. That's just a. It's very cool, but for me personally, I have work to do. Yeah, there are some Get people the who are into what did you call it? Midwestern well. wilting. Goodyear welt. Okay, there's it's some like people the, who are into. It's like when the top welting. part of the boot is sewn onto the bottom part. Oh, okay. So it, I know it like what you're flattens about. out, and then there's a seam around it. Yeah, that's totally. called Goodyear welt. Totally, I know what you're talking so about. So that those are like really killer boots, and if you have, <laughs> they're not glued on none of that bull. So that's great if you're into that. Yeah. For me personally, yeah, I need to go into the studio and work on music. That's <laughs> yeah, it. it's yeah. Get off the Goodyear welts. If you're welts, making Goodyear welts, if you do that for a living, that's a great thing to be into. Yeah, or if you don't have a band, yeah, that you need to be working on. Yeah, do that, then go go for it. Okay, so Bress Agandon, new architects, good or bad? So we listened to it before the podcast so that we could answer this question. Um, not my thing, not my cup of tea. Mm. What do you think about the song? I mean, I, I, it's not good for me to judge that kind of music because I don't. That's what, I don't listen to that. That's kind what of I'm music. saying. It's not. I mean, yeah. I I did like Architects' last record, Holy Hell. Yeah, I think but, for the genre, it's great. Yeah, that's I, what like, I'm saying. I for the genre, have, for the genre, it's yeah. really good. That's not a. I am never. You're never gonna find me kept turning on that music. Yeah, that's off my radar. But it's like, just not. Yeah, I'm. Yeah. I I wouldn't know about it. Yeah, like I did like great production, amazing, all that stuff. It's killer, but no, I don't, I don't know anything about it. Yeah, I just, it's not my thing. Um, Eric Cheney, you being a Corpse Grinder fan, what did you think about the Project Serpentine Dominion? Yeah, that was really sick. I remember it. Oh yeah, that that was super with Adam D. It was fucking sick. Yeah, that was so sick. Yeah, definitely. I mean, dude, I was saying this morning. This morning, I was watching. this video that we always watch of Cannibal at uh, Vakken playing Scourge of Iron, in which the hi-hat is just turned up. It's so loud. Com- com- it's like... Comedically per- high. Perfect mix. And then he goes over to the hi-hat. <laughs> it's like, like, it's crazy. The hi-hat is louder than the vocals. You guys have to watch this video because it's like ridiculous how loud the hi-hat is. Yeah, and it always reminds me of uh, Eastbound and Down, yeah. like the second season. Mm-hmm. when Kenny's like in the studio and he's like, can, can I get the hi-hat up a couple more DBs? And he like keeps telling him to turn the hi-hat up. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, dude, that's what they did on this video <laughs> dude. until the hi-hat was like fucking 12 DB too loud. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. It's um, hilarious. But what was I going to say about that? Oh yeah. I was saying this morning that I think Cannibal Corpse is like the first, I want to see, I, I wish that somehow Cannibal could be the first band that I see when bands come back. Damn. Because I would just, honestly, I would. Couple fucking Bud Lights. I would just love to just... be at a cannibal show right now. Just <laughs> yeah. like drinking a fucking beer That'd and be just fair. watching cannibal. I know. And, you know, Chaney and I are like. I would love that. We're actually not social butterflies. Let's put it that way. I mean, we, we're very personable to people, but. We, we've been known to stay home quite a bit. Yeah. Right. Known to stay home. Known to stay home. Right. When the coronavirus <laughs> thing, it was stay home first kind of hit. It's like, no problem. Yeah. Like, I, I can do that. Yeah. Not a big deal. Yeah. But honestly, when we watch like shows on YouTube and stuff, because we got when we first moved in here, we got like a TV that has like the Internet on it or whatever. 
So we can watch YouTube on the TV. Yeah. And we'll watch like, we do it a lot actually. We'll watch concerts, the same five concerts over and over again. Yeah. We do the that Demi Borgir one. God, I love and that. And the one. Cannibal. And Cannibal. And we watch a bunch of Morbid Angel videos, <laughs> some typo. I'm the Slime music video. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but anyway. We watch that a lot. When I watch them now, I'm like. Joni Mitchell. Like, damn, I want to go to a fucking show, dude. Dude, I want to like, go to a show. Because even in Santa Cruz, like, it's not a main hub for shows, but shows still came here. I mean, yeah. we've seen BT Bam. We've seen Whitechapel here. We've seen, I don't know. Tons of circus survive. Like, yeah. didn't we? Did we see circus here? No, they're supposed to. Come they're gonna here. come here. Yeah. Gonna come. Okay. Gonna wrong on that here. one. Anyway, we've seen a ton of shows here, and it's like I guess it would be maybe every two to three months a band that we knew would come through here. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah, yeah. Because we After live, we burial. live in like a a C market. Yeah. What you would call it? What you may call a C market. But that's still like going to a show. Yeah, you know, kind of scratching the itch, if right. you will. But so right. now I'm feeling kind of nostalgic about it, and I don't get to. see I really want to see like like a super sick death metal band, though. Yeah, I'd love to see. I a think death I'm metal gonna band. be kind of picky about the first band that I see. <clears throat> I don't know about that. I, I I'm gonna be kind of picky. So that's the thing. See, that's the thing that's weird that's happening to me. I, I'll go. I'll, I want to see like a rock band. Like I don't even care. You know, not, not I don't have anything against rock. I just. It's not the first pick, like, oh, I want to go see well, a I classic like, rock I mean, band. depending on the rock band. I, would... I actually love classic rock. When I was working for the last couple, uh, I had a big thing going on, and I, I brought my little stereo, mm-hmm. and I was just classic rock all day. I love it. Yeah. But, you know, not typically what I would think I want to go see first. Yeah. But. I love classic Having rock. said that, I would love to go to a classic rock show. Me too. Or any show. Any show. Yeah, I'm not like that. I don't that. even care. I'm not like that. Oh, really? No, I'm like, I want to go. I want my first show back to be like something that I'm going to maybe shed a tear at. Mm. Well, you might shed a tear at the random classic. No. No, we're not shedding tears there. Yeah. Well, it, I mean, I love classic rock, but. I'm saying random classic yeah, rock. Yeah, no, band. not random. I want to know maybe. I would be. Okay, Cheney, question. There's like a show happening downtown. I'd go. Tonight. You're right. I'd go. I'm not hey, there's picky. a show going. I'm not being like picky. coronavirus is over and there's a show. Yeah, I'm hypothetically, gonna, I want to go to the go. show. I'd I don't go. even care I'd who go. it is. Yeah, I'd You'd go. go? Okay. Yeah. yeah, I take it back. I would go even if it was reggae. Shit, and I don't like reggae. You really don't. You know how like most reggae. people go like, I like I like everything. I just don't like country. Something yeah. like that. I like country. I, I don't like country. reggae. That's the one music I don't like. <laughs> All reggae sounds the same. <laughs> <laughs> Am I gonna get like flamed for that? But I like reggae. All right, Cheney, yo, what it, up? I, Favorite you know, Dimu song? Blaze it. We got a sick. I don't actually know the names of songs of Dimu. I realized I like the album of Puritanical. Yeah, but I don't actually know Sons of the Prodigal something. Yeah, you're gonna you're stumping <laughs> me on the, like the songs, dude. I don't. That sounds so poserish, but it's actually true that a lot of the time I know the album I'm listening to, and I don't know, I know. the individual song names uh, because I'm not gonna like. It's the same as how, like, I don't know, I don't don't know, know the I don't producer know. of the record either, Actually, dude. Puritanical would have to be on the front-to-back great album list. Oh, definitely. So, fucking definitely. Rules. Definitely. Yeah. I've never been as into Dimu on any other record as I am on Puritanical. Well, the song that we always watch live is isn't not from on Puritanical. Puritanical. It's from, I think, Death I, Cult. It Armand. is. It's from Death Cult. Death yeah. Cult is really good. 
Death Cult actually is the first record that I heard from Dimmu when I was a kid because I had like this metal for the masses. Someone asked us earlier what got us into metal. This isn't what got me into metal, but this is what got me into more extreme metal. I bought a metal for, from the ma- metal for the masses from Hot Topic, and it had like Dimmu, uh, Mashuga. It had. God, I can't even remember. Those are the two songs that really yeah. stick out to me. I bought it because Lacuna Coil was on it. But then oh. I heard those two songs and I was fucking... So obviously I was listening to Lacuna Coil, so I was already into like some kind of metal, underground metal. Uh, but That's funny those that... two bands, Meshuggah. Yeah. I heard Meshuggah when I was in like... I think I was in seventh grade. Yeah. And it was because of that. So I knew about Meshuggah a long time before... A lot of people did just because it was on metal for the masses before it was cool. Yeah. And I am old also. Um, okay. Will Ars, do you guys have any tips for a band looking for a booking agent slash management? Keep it sick. Y'all we will keep it sick. Honestly, my advice for a band looking for management or a booking agent is don't unless you're like, (laughs) I mean, unless you're like, How do I put this? We are living in an age that you you really have the ability to almost manage your own band. It's not even almost. You have the ability to manage your own band to the point that like, you know, you can hit up a a PR or a PR firm, right? You can hit up someone and have them set and pay them. Yeah. As an uh, an independent artist, and have them like send all of your shit out. You can that this this information is pretty accessible on the internet. You can look up, you know, yeah. who are other people using for PR. Mm-hmm. I can almost but are they going to care as much if it's coming from someone that they, that they don't? But that know. doesn't matter. I mean, that's also a thing. See, like I was going to say that with a booking agent, I depending on where you want to go with your band, do you really love being on tour and you're, you want to go out there and be broke and have no one know of your band when you go out and like, do you want to go on tour that way? Or do you want to go on tours that people are at? Because you can build yourself up on the internet. Yeah. And I think that, you know, if you want to have like a, a good touring experience, that's not going to lead you to be like, fuck touring. I can't do this because I don't make any money and I don't, it just depends what experience you're looking for. But I personally think that like the point when you should go looking for a booking agent and try to tour and do all of that stuff is when you have like somewhat of a following on the internet already. Yeah. And, and as far as looking for management, it's like you need to consider what a manager is going to do for you. We have a manager in Entheos. However, us working with our manager is really good for us because our manager does like do things that we couldn't do on our own. Whether it be help us get on a tour, right? Uh, help us get in a magazine or whatever, or just like provide sick advice. Provide that sick we advice. Our manager, no, you know, he's an older yeah. metal guy. Yeah, I so. mean, honestly, our manager. One thing that's incredible about him is that he's been in the game so long that he almost sees. He sees things pan out before they ever happen. And there are so many things about our band that he's been able to, he's like, I've seen this pattern in bands before and he doesn't necessarily say it, but like a year later, you know, he knows like if we've ever had a disagreement, he knows that we'll come around because he's dealt with it a million times before. 
So it's like when you're looking for management and that type of thing, you need to consider what is this person going to do for me? Because when you hire a manager, the real implication of that is that you pay someone money like they're in a band with you. Right. Or they get a certain percentage. And that's like, it, it, does this person deserve a percentage? Does this... So really, I think that like the best answer for that is trying to get the word out about your band and yeah. build a solid following online. Because I don't think that the answer is in having a booking agent or having management before you're ready to have that. So I don't know if you're in a place, I don't know what band you're in. I have no idea. But you really need to ask yourself if you're in a place where those things make sense or if you're in a place where maybe someone in your band could act as your management. Right. Because the internet is so accessible that you really have the ability, you know, depending on the type of band you're in, you can contact like a, a site like maybe Slam Worldwide or find a channel to put your band's music video on that you may fit on that would get you bigger fans. That's really what it's about is getting more eyes on your band. Right. And, you know, what a manager does, it's a manager can get you opportunities, but you also have to be earning yeah. the opportunities. They don't have a magic wand. They don't. It's just another person to sort of help out. Yeah. That's really all it is. So what we want to do, I mean, this is not, we're not like giving you advice up from the top. You know, it's like we're telling you what we are trying to do currently, and that is... Just create something that people want. If you create something that people want, you're going to have a people wanting to manage it. Yeah, those things have... come to you. You get, uh, you'll so, get emails about a booking agent, yeah. or you'll, you know. So that goes back to what we were saying a little earlier. It's like set up the stuff you want to do and start doing it. Yeah, and that's all. It's all you can do. And you know, another thing about booking agents, man. I really do think that people should be careful about the tour offers that they take, depending on, you know, the situation that they're in. Because I've seen people, I've seen friends of mine who are in bands that no one had necessarily heard of, but they were on like huge tours. They somehow got on a huge tour, whether it was by their booking agent or they bought on or, and you think, you know, I'm buying onto this huge tour. I'm going to sell a bunch of merch and my band's going to be really well known. What actually tends to happen more is that you'll you'll turn you'll definitely earn a few fans, but you'll you're gonna probably lose money. Your people tend to buy merch from bands that they've heard of more than bands that they yeah. haven't heard of. The winning them over. The, time. Yeah, I totally get the winning them over mindset, but I think that we have such a powerful tool in the internet that it could be more worth your time to be at home. And putting the same amount of effort that you would be putting into like a month long tour. Yeah, like what would that put, even look like? Yeah. You know, because once you go on tour, you see how much effort goes into it. Mm -hmm. Like we've always wondered that. It's like, what if we just took a month off of everything and just did band shit every day for a month? It's like, you'd pro it would probably be more beneficial than a tour that you're on where no one knows who you are. Right. You know, I think it would be. I think so too. Yeah, I don't. It's. I do think that it, it's a little more beneficial to like have your name out there and then go on a tour so that you at least have some eyes looking your way because sure you'll you'll turn some people and make them into fans but realistically what does that look like some nights it looks like zero dollars a night for you on merch yeah. some nights it looks like you playing a venue that takes 15 percent and doesn't give a fuck if you're an opening band or how much money you made 
if you made $150, you're still giving them 15% of what you made. So, and then you have to pay for gas. And chances are that if you're a lesser known band that you didn't really have the bargaining power to get your guarantee up to a good point. Yeah, yeah. So there are a lot of things to consider. And if, and monetarily, you have to be smart about touring. I know, dude, Naveen and I both come from a, a you know, we're both kind of old. We both remember what it was like to like, Naveen actually was going on tour and that in your band was building that way. I was in like a local band yeah. and we would do small tours, but that was the mindset. That was how then. you did it. That there was how you did it. The option of getting big on the internet. That wasn't an option. Yeah. It was like the way you build a band is you go on tour with other bands and people hear about you and then you get bigger. Yeah. Within the scene. It's just not like that anymore. It's just not really like <clears throat> that as much anymore. You and that's fine. Sure, you oh, can good. still do you that. Know, that's cool. I, that's fine that it's not like that. That doesn't matter. It's just a different way, to, you know, and if you just adapt and use it to your advantage, it's great. But uh, I think a huge thing is getting your shit together at home right now. Yeah. And you don't have to wait for the manager to come. You don't have to wait for the booking agent to come. No, no, no. Yeah. I'm doing my thing right here. What I have and what I'm going to put out, everyone's going to want a piece. Yeah. Right? I would, I would and that's it. If you can, and I'm not saying I've figured out how to do that. I'm trying to figure out how to do that myself. But if you can figure out how to do that, everything else is going to fall into place. I would also say that would be an answer for me in like dealing with the, should I wait to put out material until touring is back with this, with uh, the quarantine thing. I am of the mindset that if you wait to put out material, that's just more time that you're going without anyone you know, hearing about your band or without any new thing to show. I don't really see a purpose, especially if you're a smaller band. I do not know why you would wait until touring was back to release something. Yeah. I don't really see that as being like a, because man, in the past 10 years, we've seen the internet become this huge thing. There are so many bands who are just getting big off who, who, who make a career because they started off on the internet. Like this is a tool and you do have to learn how to use it to to be in a band totally it's That's a just how it is i mean and it's always the thing that i've realized lately is it's always been that way it's not like i didn't sign up to be on the internet it's like yeah but okay so before the internet you had to be able to drive a van with a trailer and you know know how to navigate through city you know what i mean you're you're always gonna have to do things that don't necessarily fall in line with being in a band that's yeah. just what it is yeah mm -hmm. so at this particular moment we're dealing with this whole internet thing right. so i don't know whatever just yeah. figure it out figure it out you know and the people who do figure it out do really well yeah they succeed <laughs> it's true and it's not just like that for bands it's like that for every f business that is out there and i hate talking about bands like a business but if you're talking about getting a manager and going on tour and stuff, well, now we're in business territory. Yeah, it's true. So now we have it's to true. deal with it like Those that. Those are both people who take a percentage of what you make. Yeah. So it's I real. Mean, it's real Real life. It is what it is. It's, it's not, cute it's not. to have a booking agent and management, but you have to give them a percentage of your money. Are they earning it? That's what you should be asking yourself. Dude, if you have a homie, if you have a friend, if you're in a good band, none of you give a fuck about managing anything, but you have a friend who cares about your band more than you do. And they're like, I'm trying to blow you guys up. Hire that guy for yeah. sure. For sure. Cut, but yeah. if you don't have that, 
I don't know that I could recommend getting a manager until it like really, really makes sense. Unless, you know, unless they're down to earth and they're just one. They want to help yeah, you. Help they, out. Yeah. You know, I mean, happens. there, there are certain circumstances, but I don't know that I would go out like searching for management. Yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't either. Um, Cameron right, says, are you question. guys signed? Do you think labels are still relevant? We are not signed right now. I do think labels are still relevant. I think that as long as labels, um, as long as bands need money to do things or need distribution or just want to be artists and don't want to deal with the business side of their band, that labels will always kind of be relevant. Yeah, and there's also... It differentiates you from other bands, right? I mean, if you're on this label, oh, well, they're on that label. I should probably check them out. Yeah, you know, that there's name association. Uh, labels have access to um, a different audience than you may already have access yeah. to, perhaps a, a wider audience. A and if you look at bands that are really big, they're usually on a label. So, I mean, that's that should tell you something. Yeah, there are, there are definitely a few that aren't, and there are a few there are a few people. I think Pliny is a very good example of that. Someone who's been able to just do it all his way. He's very yeah. There are very few Plinys yeah, out there. It's just not that many. Yeah. So it seems like it's still relevant. I just think that everything is kind of relevant right now. It's relevant to be an independent artist. It's relevant yeah. to be signed to a label. Um. It's relevant to get to put your shit out, out on the internet and be on yeah. it all the time. Yeah, exactly. Spotify is relevant. If you're the type of person who can figure out how to work every website and you're business savvy and stuff, then you probably might not need a label. But if you're kind of not trying to do all that, like me, might make sense to be on a label. Yeah. All right. Uh, do you want to answer one of these questions? I'm going to run. Uh, sure. This is like when uh, Garth is, when Wayne leaves the set from Wayne's World and it's just Garth and he's like, I'm having a good time. Not. Uh, Cheney, most influential philosopher that you studied. Okay, well I can't answer that one. Lord Marco is a pretty damn good drummer. I don't know if that's a question. That's just a little comment there. Periphery's whole team and business model is really cool. Yeah, so that's an instance where those guys are insanely smart and straight up talented at doing that kind of stuff, you know. And I mean, how many people can really do that? I fuck, I couldn't do it. You know, I think it's amazing what they've done. But you know, you got to sometimes know your strengths and weaknesses. And for me. No, not going to do it. It's not going to happen. I can, you know, I'm, I am a guy who makes music and videos and content. You know, that's my thing. I love doing that. And I love all the aspects of that. And I think it makes more sense for me to just do that all the time and not worry about the boring number crunching or whatever. I guess I am into numbers, but you know, um, not, you guys get the fucking idea. Jesus Christ. Thank God you're back, Cheney. It was, it was about to train <laughs> without you. Uh. <laughs> <clears throat> Would you ever try trick pedals? I sort of did try to like, uh, 
get a trick pedal. I actually tried to get them to like endorse me, but it didn't really work out mm-hmm. back in the day. And then I just never got one. So I would try it though. Yeah. Seems cool. Yeah. Seems way sick. Peripheries whole team and business model. I already, I already is, answered that uh, question. What'd you yeah. say? I, I said... Uh, <laughs> Peripheries a huge band. I said, yeah, they they are amazing at doing that, but they're like they're talented at that. You know, and they've assembled this whole thing and they probably have people that they're work for really them. They're really good and, at marketing. I mean, that's yeah. what they've been, you know, like everything <clears> they've... They've always been really good at that. Yeah. So if you're that all, type of person, then go for it. They also like... They were signed to Sumerian until like a year ago. Yeah. So they so were signed true. until they were a gigantic band. Something and else yeah, I think mind. that, yeah, when you're a gigantic band. But there's no band, doubt that they're good at doing stuff no on their du- own. You know, no like, doubt whatsoever. They got big on their own, for sure. Yeah. Before any of that. Absolutely. Of course that helped. Yep. Well, because one thing that a label does do is like distribution is a really tricky thing. And a label usually has the connections to distribute your stuff physically and on the internet, which is really important. And that a lot of the time can be like a a, thi- a reason to sign to a label, really. You know, it really just depends on your deal. I think we've been in situations where we've been lucky enough to have good deals. And that's why we've chosen to be on labels. Right. And yeah. There it is. Would we ever try getting Nolly on the show? I could ask him. Yeah, sure. He'd probably do it, I think. I think he might do it. I don't know if he's too busy. But might be busy. We do sort of, we're cordial jet. with Nolly. I mean, we've uh, hung out with him a couple times. And yeah, I mean. Had Thanksgiving with him once time. We did have Thanksgiving <laughs> with Nolly, right? Yeah, because yeah, he was recording with animals and Sean, my brother, lived with Tosin. And yeah. We went down to LA and. Well, you you were also doing like sound or uh, production on that record. Oh yeah, I was on Joy of Motion. Mm-hmm. How was my drum session with Akel Dama? Okay, so that's the faceless thing that I did. I think I actually was just on tour with Animosity and had like a day off. And Keen came and got me, and I went and played on a song. Oh, I didn't know you played a song. Yeah, I did. Wow. I did. Yeah. Wow. So that's cool. That was that. It was cool. It was a good time. It was fun. Um, no, actually, that's definitely what happened. Yeah, I was on tour, and then I went and did that. I, I actually remember that now. Thinking of it more. What do you think, Cheney? Take a couple more questions and wrap up. Yeah, let's wrap it up. Fiftieth <coughs> episode, Maine. We wrapping up? Taking another qu- last? Oh, this is a question? really long we... episode. I was like, "Wow, there are still people watching the episode." Oh, there's yeah, people so hanging in, dude. Just... We're gonna wrap it up. Hope you guys enjoyed it. If you have never watched our podcast before, go uh, like the page that we're airing this from. Go subscribe to our po- to our uh, freaking YouTube. Go follow us on Instagram. We're there all the time. There are hella clips up. We've got 50, 49 other episodes. There you go. Have a good week, you guys. We will see you guys next week. Thanks for hanging. Thanks. Here's to 50 more.